Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Well, welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast. I'm your co-host, Rosario Picardo, and I'm here along with... Callie Picardo, and we've got a good friend here with us today, Alicia Brown, and Alicia is a part of Mosaic Church with us, our crazy dynamic mosaic of Jesus followers that come together because we love God and we love one another, and um, she is also a part of a cool organization called Be the Bridge. She's the admin for the group here in Dayton and started that up to help create bridges with folks that don't necessarily look like one another, who just want to get to know one another in a way that's organic and natural and not crazy weird, but to build relationships. Um, she's also homeschooled for 10 years, which, oh my goodness, I yeah. can't imagine. She deserves Alicia. a prize. Yeah. The biggest has, prize in the world. And is raising four awesome kids who are now awesome teenagers, which some teenagers, um, I don't, I don't know that I would say that in general about most teenagers, but yours are I wasn't, awesome. I wasn't awesome as a teenager, but hers are awesome. And she's also a certified writing instructor working with middle school and high school students to help make writing fun. Bless your heart. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Alicia, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. And speaking of prizes, I think actually I probably should give my kids the prize for the whole homeschooling thing. Uh, <laughs> Not me. Oh my <laughs> Goodness. Well, we are glad you're here with us today. Yeah, um, we are just so thankful that, you know, you decided to join us. And one of the things that we, you know, we are passionate about is building relationships, friendships, extending our table. And you model that so well um, with the work that you do. And just curious, kind of where did that passion start? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, there were really kind of two defining moments for me in terms of getting involved in Be The Bridge in particular. The first defining moment for me was um, when the Trayvon Martin uh, incident took place. And uh, as you mentioned, I have four children. I have two boys and two girls. And at that time, my boys in particular were also privy to what was on the television, what was going on in media. And they were asking me a ton of questions about um, what was happening. Uh, My oldest son, Cameron, in particular, asked me, are people afraid of me too, mommy? Yeah. And I, I just, they just started asking me so many questions. I felt like I did not have an appropriate answer for. I was running out of the the answers that I had been given growing up, and I felt like those answers were very inadequate. Um, the second defining moment for me was when a, a white friend of mine who was involved in a, a church ministry called to ask me if she could talk with me, and she said that, you know, the Lord had re- really been breaking her heart 
um, around the issues of race and things that were going on in our country. And so we got together and she mentioned to me, you know, she felt like she was kind of coming out of the closet, so to speak, because no one in her space had their heart broken. And so she felt a lot of pushback in spaces where she was in relationship and brought up issues of race. And she really felt like there was nowhere she could have a conversation about the things that were going on inside of her. And she asked me this question that I, it, it just really, it, it's wrecked me since she asked in a good way, like a good kind of wreck, like it just makes you ponder for the rest of your life kind of question. And she asked me, you know, what is it like to live life in black skin? And, you know, it doesn't seem like that deep of a question, but the reality was I never really thought about it. I simply just did what I had always been taught to do. And I never really unpacked what it meant to me and what it has been like for me to live um, as a, a woman, as a wife, as a mother in brown skin. And as I did unpack that, I realized there's a lot more going on than I have given myself time to ponder and really understand. Um, and so those those two situations, being unable to answer the question for my the number of questions that my children were asking of me and unpacking and really giving space to think about what living life as a woman of color is like and has been for me. Oh, there was just so much wrestling going on inside of me. Um, I've always always grown, grown up in church. Um, church, uh, unfortunately, at that time, for sure, had been a space where um, there were some harmful situations, situations where I didn't feel like I, I could bring my full self. And I, too, like the, uh, the, the white woman that asked me that question, was wanting a space where I could wrestle with people whose hearts were broken too around the issues of race of race. And so she had found be the bridge. And so there was not a be the bridge in Dayton. And so we were both were like, okay, we're, we heard that there was this group starting in Columbus. So we decided that we would meet in Columbus and go to this group together. Even though it was an hour or so away, we wanted to at least get with people who were trying because we didn't know anybody. Who was <laughs> at least, you know, not cross-culturally at least. So tell and us so about we, Be the Bridge. What what is Be the Bridge? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so Be the Bridge, their mission is to they exist to empower people and culture toward racial healing, equity, and reconciliation. And their vision is for people and organizations to be aware and responding to racial brokenness and systemic injustice in our world. Now the thing that truly um, attracted me to be the bridge, because obviously there are a lot of organizations out there that do this kind of work, but the thing that resonated with me is that Latasha Morrison wanted the church to be a credible witness as it related to um leading these conversations of reconciliation, because I mean, the Lord has given us a ministry of reconciliation and it was breaking her heart that the church was not the place where reconciliation was happening or where we were leading these conversations. And so that's, that's really 
in addition to their mission and their vision, that was the one thing that really um, let me know that this was the place, this was the resource that I could find healing and that I could get behind and bring to others. And so that's what Be the Bridge is all about. That's amazing. Um, with um, with that resource and, you know, just feeling that your own passion, um, what would you tell somebody, I guess, um, that is wanting to maybe take the first steps in acknowledging uh, that all in the world is not what they think it is uh, because we all, we all have our own lens and perception and you have a totally different experience than I have. Um, and so how do we walk in each other's shoes or skin, if you will, like how do we, um, how, you know, if you're talking to someone who wants to go deeper, what do you, what do you do? I mean, I don't know if I'm asking it right. I'm, well, I think yeah. we know a lot of people that have the heart that say, hey, yeah, I want to see racial reconciliation happen, but this seems like a huge endeavor. Like, what what can I as one person do? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we were talking earlier about, like, you know, maybe not, you know, accosting the lady behind you at Kroger or in front of you. That that definitely would not be the right step. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, don't yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> don't assume everybody just wants to be your friend because they're a different color. <laughs> Exactly. Um, it is tricky. You know, like I, I mentioned, the the one young lady, she tried, but she felt like she was getting so much resistance in spaces where she was already in relationship. And um, I, in a similar way, felt like everybody in my space really didn't care to have that conversation. They were happy to continue to not look at what was going on or to only look at what was happening through the lens that the lens and the narrative they've they've always been given. And so um, I, I would say one wonderful step is obviously to connect with Be The Bridge. That is a great step because A, people are there because they desire to have these conversations and they may or may not have, they may be like you, not have a place in their actual physical relationships at the moment where they can express themselves. Um, so one wonderful step is to connect with Be The Bridge. They have a main page that there's probably like 72,000 or more people who are part of that Be The Bridge main page to just join that main Facebook page and look at those conversations. Now, when you join the main page, you you aren't allowed to comment. Comment, yeah. Or, I right. Yeah. <laughs> For like, three years. Don't get offended. Right. Don't comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's a great practice because just in general, learning to listen empathically is an important skill, not just in racial reconciliation and these kinds of conversations and marriage in parenting, you know, learning how to listen. So joining the main page really helps us to learn how to listen to other conversations, to see what other people are saying or struggling with. Uh, they have a ton of resources while you're listening. There are a ton of resources that you can walk through and they're numbered so that you can begin that process of learning. Uh, because it really starts with, it's a personal journey first before it's a collective journey. And um, it is an awareness of our own 
worldview and beginning to kind of interrogate that and to unpack some of the things that we have learned and some things we may need to unlearn. I would say a a second step beyond the Be The Bridge main page is there are other um, more narrow Be The Bridge groups. So for example, one of the groups that I joined after I joined the main page was a Be The Bridge group for people of color because my personal journey and the narratives and the stories and the things that I need to learn and unlearn are a little bit different, especially as I begin this journey than it might be for a white bridge builder. Um, There are also be the bridge local groups like Dayton and other groups. So if you're not in Dayton or Ohio, you can go look up Be The Bridge and then your state and your city and see if there's a local group of people who are in your area who are, again, trying to take these steps together. Um, There's a ministry leaders group. So maybe you're a ministry leader. Your needs are a little bit different because, again, you are um, shepherding others. And you may have questions that are specific to you being, you know, a ministry leader. So I would say two really good first steps would be joining that Be The Bridge main group and finding a local group or a group that has um, a focus that is similar to what your area is, whether it's a ministry leader, whether you're a person of color, whether you're looking for a local group. Um, There are other smaller groups as well that Be The Bridge have. They're all on Facebook. Um, But those are great first steps. If you're like, I have no idea where to start. And I know no one in my personal space who, you know, who's doing this. Those are two very easy steps where you'll be welcomed and have lots of support for yourself. What are some of the things you've learned through being a part of it? I mean, just personally, what were some of the aha moments? I mean, you came in with questions. Were you getting some answers there? Or were there some other things you didn't even know you were asking that you needed to ask and that you were growing in? Oh, my. There's so many things. Um, I think that the I think the thing that I is probably universal for both bridge builders of color and white bridge builders term, just terms, terminology, like always like, okay, let's define our terms. What does X, Y, Z mean? Um, A lot of times when we're, when we're trying to have conversations in general, not about race necessarily, but just in general, defining our terms is so important. I think, you know, we're, we're both married. Right. And sometimes we're like, are we having, we're having this argument, but you know, are we working with the same definition here? You know, what are we actually what do we mean by this? And so this happens in these conversations too, making sure we define our terms. And so I think for me personally, as a, as a bridge builder of color, um, I needed to learn that I needed to heal. Mm. I was really, uh, you know, they have, they have a bridge builders of color resource. Uh, and we'll talk about some of the resources in a minute, but um, in one of the resources for, for bridge builders of color, that they talked about, they talked about healing. And when I immediately um, heard that word, I had this negative reaction in my head. Like I just had this, I don't know why I had this negative reaction to the word heal. I think I felt like it wasn't possible to heal because I had been so hurt by all the things I had been um, unpacking about my experience as a person of color. I had been so hurt by... um, and worried about what life would be like for my own kids. 
And so I think for me, learning that I can heal and that healing is possible and what healing looks like. I think it was also helpful for me when we talked about terms is that I learned that what I was experiencing that I didn't have a word for was racial trauma. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that was called. Mm -hmm. I just knew what I felt. I knew what it felt like. Um, And that helped me to know what kind of help to seek. You know, it helped me to know that, okay, there, this, this is an actual thing that I can go to counseling for. And I have for the last two or three years, since I have found be the bridge have been going through counseling for racial trauma. And so I have been really grateful um, for be the bridge to um, not only have cross-cultural conversations, but to learn how to take steps to heal um, from some of the brokenness that I have experienced in my life um, from a narrative that's not the Lord's narrative about me, but the narrative that the world has put on me. Um, so I think for me personally, that has been a huge, uh, a huge impact that be the bridge has made on my personal life. And, um, it's equipped me to have deeper relationships with, um, white people in my life who have been willing to walk this road with me as well. That's so, that's, it's so hard to get to that point, but then Mm -hmm. the healing that can come, I know is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I know it's got to be hard to put yourself out there again, especially mm-hmm. when you recognize, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I'm yeah. trauma all the time. And I know in these conversations, yeah, there are a lot of well-meaning people that mm-hmm. are still coming in with a lot of ignorance. I mean, how, how do you create safe space for everyone to be able to grow together <laughs> around a topic that is just so charged and has there's so much trauma involved and but they want to grow and so you know we noticed this you know we've offered multi-ethnic conversations which is Mm -hmm. you know a different a different you know wine skin for this and our attendance for those wednesday nights dropped with with all people uh Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to they didn't want to get into it you know because it's exhausting for folk, um, especially persons of color, because they're having to explain a lot or they're having to unpack a lot. And uh, it just made me think of how exhausting that can be. Trauma's real, especially never heard it quite put the way you put it um, with racial trauma. Um, and that's that's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and it's a uh, generational. So it's like you know the real realization that you know my mom and dad experienced that their parents, their my great grandparents. Um, but yeah, that's a that is a real tricky thing. And this is the thing I like about being the bridge because uh, and then what I was attracted to. So just me as an individual, I I like a good plan, no matter what I'm working with. <laughs> So please give me a plan. I like to know what, you know, I want to know what A to Z looks like, please. And so, um, again, not that you can obviously go from one, you know, A to Z and you're done. But what I, what the the beauty of Be The Bridge is when I talk about the resources, they have a Be The Bridge 101 for white bridge builders and they have the Be The Bridge BIPOC for bridge builders of color. And so what we do, even in our dating group, 
Um, last year, we actually spent a lot of time where we hosted Be the Bridge 101 for white bridge builders um, because there, there are conversations and questions and there's a reality of, yes, there can be harm that takes place. And so for white bridge builders, there is that vocabulary and questions and growth that that needs to happen in spaces where people have similar lived experiences like you or similar questions and where you can be mentored by another bridge builder who is white, who is further along in the bridge building process. Um, And one reason, you know, white bridge bridge builders start there is so that when we come into these cross-cultural conversations, um, they can do less harm and that they've done a little bit of homework before we start these cross-cultural conversations. Um, For bridge builders of color, we learn um, how to heal from some of the racial trauma that we have experienced. Because one thing I learned is that I'm the type of person that learned to keep white people comfortable. And so all of my life, that's what I did. And it was not helpful for white people in my spaces because I would never say that something was wrong because I was told, you know, you don't talk about religion, race, politics. What are the all? I think those are the three. (laughs) There might be a few more. Um, And so I was always taught to behave. And so I've learned, I, I had to learn in my bridge builder um, for BIPOC group, how to allow the Alicia who is a woman of color to participate in the relationship. And so this year has been really focused on white bridge builders who've gone through 101 and bridge builders of color who've gone through the BIPOC training coming together. And let me tell you, the beauty of having two groups who have done some pre-work some personal work on their own coming together and having cross-cultural conversations. I, I just, I mean, after our first, we're reading books together to learn together. I just cried after our first meeting hmm. because it's always when I, what I wanted, but never had, you know, it's like, I've always had these like, okay, I have to be on guard. You know, I have to calculate and make sure I know how much of myself I need to edit when I'm in spaces with white people And it was beautiful to see people who had different lived experiences coming together, having these hard conversations um, together, extending grace to each other. You know, it's not going to be perfect. And and no one, you know, any person on this bridge building process, we have to accept that. We'll make some missteps. Um, We might say some things that might be hurtful or not as um, sensitive as we intended for them to be but and that's okay that will happen we need to have space for that on both ends um but be the bridge has a very very clear path um and that path starts with every single person um starting this posture with the posture of humility period no matter who you are whether you're a white bridge builder or a bridge builder of color um we must start with the posture of humility I think that's a good note to end on that space of humility. That's the when I think anytime we want to grow coming in, knowing, okay, I got a lot to learn. I don't have all the answers. I want to learn and grow. And I want to grow with others who are hungry to grow as well. And so that's a beautiful space to start. And gosh, Alicia, thank you so much for sharing today. This is awesome. And I think some great tools for folks that are hungry to learn as well. Yeah, uh, I'd love to um, end with 
uh, a prayer that is in the Be the Bridge book. Um, That's another thing, you know, if someone is wanting to grow on their own a little bit, Be the Bridge. uh, Latasha Morrison wrote a book called Be the Bridge. (laughs) So it's a great book that walks you personally and individually through the process that she will then walk you through with the resources um, together. Um, And I love this posture of humility prayer because it's one we all begin with. Um, Since we're talking about starting, I'd love to read this prayer before we go. And it just says, Lord, we ask that the words um, of this book, and I ask that the words that we have talked about during this podcast fall on the soil of our hearts. Come into our brokenness and our lives with your love that heals all. Consume our pride and replace it with humility and vulnerability. Allow us to make space for your correction and redemption. Allow us to bow down with humble hearts, hearts of repentance. Bind us together, Lord, in true unity and restoration. May we hear your voice within the words of the pages and within this conversation we've had today. Lord, give us collective eyes to see our role in repairing what has been broken. Allow these words to be a conduit for personal transformation that would lead to collective reproduction. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate the conversation. This has been wonderful. Yeah. Yes.